Coffee, check. Microphone, check. Jumper, because it's a little cold in here. Pipe, eep. Overinflated self, sense of self-worth. Yeah, and if I get one more pretentious prop, they'll give me a French nickname. So at any one time, I'm dealing with nonsense. Any time, kind of, throughout my day, I'll be doing something nonsensical. I, I, I do it a fair amount. I don't classify myself as uh, as random or weird in any way, shape, or form. Because like, why would I? Everybody does it, don't they? I'm pretty sure everybody does it. Everybody does something which could be classified as nonsensical. You live within your imagination. I, I try to live within my imagination. So, I like nonsense. I do a lot of nonsense things. Things which literally only entertain me. Literally. Like, there's... I mean, they may entertain other people, but I'm not comfortable enough around other people to entertain them. I'm not a clown. As much as I have dressed as a clown in the past, I'm, I'm not a clown. It's not something which... I can do off the cuff. I have to be extremely comfortable with someone to do it. I can I can let a little bit sleep out every, every so often, every little, little, every so often I can just get these little tidbits, which I can just throw out and be like, Phew. there's that, there's that little, little glimpse into the nonsense of my day to day. I like nonsense. I like things which are just fun for the sake of fun. For instance, uh, on my desk, I have, I have Tim. Tim is a small bear. I've had Tim. So long that I don't actually remember where Tim originated from. And, and come to this point, I, I feel like he may have just invaded my house at some point and maybe gradually slapping my life force like a hidden Horcrux of some sort. And then I gave him robot armor. So gradually he's just getting more powerful by the day. Um, but he holds up Murph, who is, uh, I got a, a, a small pot. Uh, and many of you may not know Morph. Morph was a, a stop-motion claymation figure uh, from my childhood. Not my childhood. I didn't make him in my childhood. It was a TV show. Um, and I got a little small make-your-own Murph, a Morph character thing, but he didn't come out quite right, so I call him Murph. Like, he's 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 the, the slightly off cousin of Morph. Morph's doing well. But Murph, Murph struggles a little bit with life, and, and that's fine. He's, he's happy to do whatever, but he needs a bear to hold, hold him up every so often because he's, he's not balanced. But that's fine. Everyone needs a bear to hold him up once in a while. I've, I've got Pickle. Pickle is a, a small um, a small duck who sits on the edge of my bed. But I like nonsense, and I like giving giving backstories to things. I, I like little toys, and I've got a D- Detective Bullock from Gotham, his character from TV show Gotham, uh, from Batman Universe, and he sits on my bookcase, judging me. Because, you know, you need someone to look at your life and call you out on bullshit. So that's what Bullock does. I don't do these things legitimately. They're not things which I, I fully take on board. There's not something which I kind of go out of my way to do. For instance, I don't let Tim make life decisions for me. I don't 
I don't actually take Bullock's advice. I just have fake conversations between me and him because it's entertaining, because it's nonsense, because it's completely impractical to living. And that's nice. You've got to indulge that little little bit of nonsense. I think everyone has to indulge it. It's like, I'll make inanimate objects talk, because why wouldn't you make inanimate objects talk? I'll, I'll put on fake television shows in my kitchen when I'm cooking, because it's entertaining. It's nonsense. And the same with drawing. Why would I draw some of the things I draw? Because it's entertaining. Because it's fun. It's a it's a motion of escapism. Which is why, to get to the title of this, is why I have a, a dislike for those who take life too seriously. In the same aspect, I have a dislike for those who don't take life seriously at all. Those who live in a fantasy. Those who have, have reached escapism to such a point who they can't interact with society without damaging themselves or damaging those in society. And I, I, I have a, a point with all of this and why I think a theory at least of why, why I dislike this, but we'll go with the people who take themselves seriously. So obviously I engage in art. Art is probably something which I say in every single one of these podcasts is very important to me. Now that means dealing with a lot of concept concept is quite a serious matter, especially for a lot of things, especially dealing with a lot of heavy concepts. So you have to find a way to balance that. And if you look at my work and look at the kind of the writing I do, at least, um, and the stories which I create, a lot of them are quite heavy, quite quite fully cajoled as something, as something to consider. And even the lighter things I do are, are kind of concept-based. Even, even some of the nonsense things. For instance, Potato Boy. Potato Boy is something which I created. He is... For most part, he's nonsense, and that's the beauty of him. He, he's, he's just he's a, he's a potato, therefore he's nonsense. Um, but there is a lot of layers to it, which I'm not going to go into here. But it's it's a lot of concept, which means a lot of people can get the impression that I I'm very serious a lot of the time, I'm quite pretentious, and that is something I, I concern myself with. I don't I do not want to be uh, I don't want to perceive myself as pretentious because. There's this realm of people who take themselves too seriously. And by taking yourself too seriously, I don't mean like you only discuss certain matters. You'll only discuss heavy subjects. You'll sit around discussing politics all the time. Won't talk about anything other than politics. That's quite a serious person. But it's people who take one subject, regardless of the subject, and they're unable to see the world outside of that subject. They're, they're, they're very closed in terms of, of subject view. And they look at everything else with a kind of a disdain. And I see a lot of that in the art world. And that really concerns me. And it's something which I hope is a trap I'll, I'll never fall into. I hope to, to be able to appreciate the nonsense. To keep on with the nonsense. Because nonsense is fun. Because it's, it's, that, it's that little part of you know your childhood which kind of creeps back on you. And it's, kind of, it's very important to hold on to. Or at least I found it very important to all the other people might not. You might be able to deal with letting it all go. But that that spark of imagination, which is is what got me started, so I, I I feed it. I feed the nonsense, and other people don't. You'll meet people who, I, I've, this this is especially one um, where you meet people who have a passion for a subject, um, especially politics or activism in any way, shape, or form, whether it's the the environment or or race or. Um, you know, money or the economy and, and any subject which which really invokes passion. Some people 
apply that to everything within their lives. And they can't consider things without their, their lives. And they just, they can't take a break from it. They can't shut off from it because it is so heavily part of them. Which means that if it ever gets solved or, or changed in any way, that their whole life becomes disjunctured. And in a way, my nonsense is, it's a self-defense mechanism. It's, if anything gets too bad, or to a point where I have no control of it anymore, I still have nonsense, because nobody can control nonsense. You can't ignore the abstract. This is why I love abstract stuff. This is why I love abstract art, and, and cartoons, and, and books, and anything which kind of irritates the mind, irritates the world, because it makes no sense. And it's because it, it doesn't take itself seriously. Everything which is absurd cannot take itself seriously. Even even super serious artwork, even things with complex methodologies and, and concepts, on some level, there has to be a notion of that you're staring at absurdity. And that's that's something I really appreciate within life. And it's the same with people who don't take anything seriously. You know, you can you can have this grasp of nonsense. But if that's all you're grasping, then your whole life's nonsense. If everything you do is put into just self-fulfillment of enjoyment, then you don't ever really achieve anything. From my point of view, I'm, you may completely disagree with me. You may, and the same with those who take life so seriously. You know, you may completely disagree. You may look at me and think I'm dead weight and I will achieve nothing in my life. And you may be entirely correct. But this is how I've chosen to live my life, and I just like to explain my, my differences, essentially. And I think, I think this is something which children introduce to a lot of people, is that you can have pairings who are very serious and, and have very clear goals of achievement within their life, and then they introduce children. And there's, if they can't relate to the child through a little bit of nonsense, then that's where you get these divides where people don't relate to their parents and their parents don't relate to their children. So holding on to that little bit of nonsense is, is quite important. Just because it gives you that glimmer of before there was responsibility. Not to mention nonsense is free. Like something silly is completely free. Whether it's just drawing a face on something or applying eyebrows to something which shouldn't have eyebrows and then giving it a quizzical look and then giving it a backstory about how it works as a bank teller and the, one day the cashier didn't measure it properly and then suddenly they're being accused of robbing the bank and they've got this quizzical look of thinking, why have I got this quizzical look? I'm getting off point. So why take everything so seriously? Obviously there's a time and place for all of this. That's, that's, you know, but you can't approach everything as complete seriousness. You can't approach everything you do with pure, unadulterated non-seriousness because you miss out on everything else. You see a lot of these great stories. Um, there's one which is... There's, there's a film with Will Smith in it, and I'm struggling to think of the name of it. Pursuit of Happiness. There we go. Okay, so Pursuit of Happiness follows the story of a young man uh, who is struggling and has a son. And he's trying to make it big. He wants to work. I think it's Wall Street or something like that. And he wants to make it big and, and go to Wall Street and be taken seriously. And 
that's the passion and that drives the entire film and it's this story of adversity and it's this great little thing of if you don't lose your vision you keep going you try everything you sacrifice everything you achieve your vision now once that vision is achieved that's when he allows himself some nonsense time and some people have that but some people don't stop once they've achieved they just keep going they just keep that that point and if you've got no barrier of where that point is then you're going to do that for the rest of your life until you you you, you know you die and you're going to miss everything else if you can't take a moment to appreciate the little things and appreciate the little moments then that's the doom of everything that's that's essentially the story of scrooge that's you you chase money for your entire life friends family interests all drop off and so you you're you're old, and then some you know ghosts turn up and uh, tell you you're gonna die soon if you if you don't change your way. No one miss you. That always bugged me about that story. It's essentially Scrooge changes his mind because of the impression he'll leave when he when he's gone. Now, whilst it's a heartwarming story of someone coming to terms with how they are and being shown the way they are. And the things they did that they lost. And that that's essentially what changes them. That's that's I'm not missing the point. But the main thing which makes him change is that he'll die soon, which is fine. Mortality is, is scary, so therefore change will occur. But there's this huge thing of, oh, well, these people will talk about you in this way. It's like, you're dead. He never cared what people thought whilst he was alive. Why would you care when you're dead? Why would you care of that impression? Because you didn't take care and didn't look after anything up to that point apart from your own money why would you why would you be so shocked into people disliking you when you were dead do you have this false impression that they think you're a deity now think you you know benevolent and and caring and i don't know it's a, it's a false impression and it's strange to see people so shocked of it but it's another point of this is i can never understand when people put people down this for having imagination for for being embroiled in nonsense a lot of of of, i hate the term but nerd stuff or what would be considered nerd stuff maybe you know five years ago the whole whole genre of nerd has changed dramatically a lot of people put people down for it so how can you be interested in cartoons and how can you be interested in you know quasi real cute things well because it's great because it's a little escape, it's that little bit of joy which you can kind of take in collecting a figurine, or some people take in collecting a figurine, and, you know, going out of your way to read stories about nothing and writing fan fiction. These are little little segments of nonsense. And people really drop down, especially older generations. And yet I know older generations. I know, you know, old couples who keep figurines of dogs. You know, who hold on to that China doll who's who just sits in their room and it's not worth anything because it's got a sentimental value. It's their little bit of nonsense. And yet, if someone devotes their life to a little bit of nonsense, they look down on them. And I, I think part of it is jealousy. I think part of it is, is, is envy of looking back and thinking, why didn't I devote my life to that? Devote my life to something which I found fun. Because essentially they're cracking the code early on in terms of capitalist society, is that if you find something you enjoy doing and you can make a living off it, then do it. That's that's how you get money from society, keep going, enjoy what you do, and then, you know, die. 
because everything dies. There's not that's not a massive point of negativity. That's just that's that's the key essentially. So I don't get that aspect. But at the same time, I don't get the aspect of people who are completely into nonsense looking down on people who want to take everything serious. You know, if you live your life in a fantasy and then you look at people who don't live their life in the fantasy and you think, oh, you're living life wrong. You, a life should all be fun. There should be nothing but fun in life. You should always do what you love. And some people, one, don't have the confidence to do that. Two, don't want that. Fun for everyone is not fun for everyone. You can quote me on that. You know, some people who enjoy little tidbits about little, little, you know, cute things don't find that fun. They find statistical analysis fun. They find, you know, filing and arguing fun. You can't define someone else's fun or what they enjoy. You can define nonsense. Everyone appreciates a little bit of nonsense. Even accountants. I don't want to besmirch accountants. Accountants are fantastic. You can do things with numbers which I couldn't dream of. Even you appreciate a good accountancy joke. An abstract accountancy joke. I don't have an abstract accountancy joke to throw in this. I don't know nothing about accounting. But I imagine that if, if someone was to fill out some sort of application spreadsheet account with something nonsensical and presented it as reality with a punchline, you would you would laugh because there's some absurdity in it and there's a little bit of nonsense. And that's, that's what you can't lose. That's what you have to hold on to regardless of what you're doing. It's... It's a huge thing within art of, like, you have to have that connection. That's what gives art that connection. That's what great art gives that connection, is that you have something majoritively serious and majoritively conceptual, but it is relatable enough that someone could look at it and think, oh, that's fantastic. That's, you know, that's... that. Even if they just get the relatable bit with the rest of it pronounced around it, that's, you know... That's the beauty of something like Damien Hurst. Or Hearst. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce his name. So, Damien Hearst, obviously, he created a series where he cut animals in half. Not live animals. These were deceased animals. He, he wasn't just attacking people in fields. I think. Maybe that would add a whole new conceptual value to that, that piece of work. But that's that's the thing. So, for instance, let's, let's search the sheep. I'm going to quickly, quickly search it. He's one of was one of my uh, favorite artists, uh, Damon Hurst, Sheep. Okay, so... Okay, so he cut a sheep in half. The title of the piece is called Away from the Flock. It consists, to read the uh, the Tate Modern's description, uh, Away from the Flock is a floor-based sculpture consisting of a glass-walled tank filled with formaldehyde solution in which a dead sheep is fixed so that it appears to be alive and caught in the moment. Thick white frames support the tank, setting in a brilliant relief the transposed turquoise of the solution in which the sheep is immersed. Okay. So. Regardless of the conceptual value of any of that, it's absurd. It's completely absurd. And why is that important? It is important because someone who is no interest in art or fine art at this level will look at it and think, that is absurd. What is the title? Away from the flock. That's kind of hilarious. 
That's a little little bit of hilarious because it's away from the flock, therefore it has been cut in half. It is damaged. It has been caught and captured and preserved. <clears throat> There's no need to know the reasoning behind that. That's just that's just absurdity in itself. This is in a gallery. Why is this in a gallery? You don't need to know any of that because you're you're kind of laughing at the idea of it. You're laughing at the whole idea that this has happened and produced itself as art. And that's that's the beauty of it. That's that's how they connected. You can ignore the rest of the conceptual value because the absurdity of it has dragged you in. Once you're dragged in, then you might be interested in the conceptual value of it. You may be interested in, in the heavier layers to it, the fact that the sheep's, you know, kind of in motion whilst it's whilst it's in the smell line. So it gives you gives you the appearance of art, but it's not the appearance of art. This one isn't shit. Yeah, this one this one's uh, not actually cut in half. This is just a fixed sheep away from the flock. There you go. Okay, so that's a little bit of nonsense combined with something a little bit serious, and that gives you a much more impactful work. It gives you a stronger view of what was trying to be created. If it had just been a painting of a sheep and given that title, it would not have had the same impact. Because it would have been all serious. It would have been nothing but serious. But this was produced in an absurd way, which is a little bit of nonsense, which helps you connect to it. And that's heavily important. Which brings me to why I have a distinct dislike for people who take themselves too seriously or indulge in too much nonsense. And it's because when you find people like that, <clears throat> when you find people who have gotten to that point of living where they have to look at everything through their collapsed, acute view, they look down on other people who are outside of that view. It's those who have become highly educated and they look down on the undereducated or they have got a lot of money and they look down on those who have a little bit of money. And when everything is consumed by a singular idea, then you're not open to newer ideas. And then people just start to look down. And that's what I hate. It all comes back to that. It all comes back to the idea that if you're trying to put yourself in a position where you're higher than everyone else, then you're no longer accessible or you're trying to be non-accessible to the rest of society. You don't want to relate anymore because you're in this position of power, because you're in this position of pretension, because you're, you're better than other people, because you have a singular view. And being singular viewed is just destructive. It's overall destructed. Destructed. I can't speak today. Getting a little bit passionate about it. All I say is you got to take a bit of time. you got to have that piece of nonsense. you got to have that little little spark which tells you that this is ridiculous. Maybe that's what this podcast is. This is just a little bit of ridiculousness. It's me talking for half an hour or it's talking for an hour with a guest. Why? Who cares? It's just a little bit of ridiculousness. Last week we discussed dogs. No, no, last week. Sometime we discussed dogs. Another time we discussed feminism. Another time after that we discussed essentially capitalism. But every so often you throw in a little bit of nonsense. And that's what makes it relatable, I guess. Who knows? I don't know why people listen to this. But if you do, thank you. And hopefully you have that little bit of nonsense in your life. And if you are one of these people who take themselves extremely seriously, whether it's, you know, money, art, anything, music, food, anything, 
you got to find that little bit of nonsense. you got to find that little balance. Heavily into art. Art consumes your life. Everything must be a concept. Go look at some non-art. Go look at something which isn't art. Isn't defined as art. Go find some nonsense. Do some scribbles. Watch children draw. It's amazing. If you're heavily into food, go eat a McDonald's. Get out of your little little secure mind hole. Go expand that hole. Let someone in it. A little bit of nonsense for you. And I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening.